Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah. Oh, it is a happiest of happy hours yes. this week because we had a, we had us a blue tsunami, we motherfucker. Did motherfuckers? What? It was the yeah. It was the find out portion of the fuck around. Well, for the Republican Party, boy howdy! I tell they, you what, they I, found out. Did I? And, you know, we had David Jolly on, Repub- former Republican congressman. Uh-huh. Love letters rolling in for him. Julie says, uh, you know what made my day this week? David Jolly on the Stephanie Miller Show. Great political insights, optimism, funny. Best of all, he's human proof the Republicans can make a full recovery. Technically, he's still an independent. Uh, I'm sure like adolescence, that's just a phase. He (laughs) he even said if I ever run for office, it would be as a Democrat. I have my checkbook ready if David Jolly wants to take on DeSantis. I heard that a lot. I hope he, I'll go be campaign manager. If he runs against DeSantis as a Democrat in Florida, you get to hear him on this happy hour, Uh along with who's the other rock stars of this week? Victor Xi and the Gen Z youngins who turned out in massive numbers to give us this blue tsunami. They're going to save us. And we'll do it again. The children will save us. Uh Yeah. In 2024. Anyway, enjoy Victor Xi and David Jolly. Well, you know I'm a healthy eater, and eating better is easy with Factors Delicious Ready-to-Eat Meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Get after your goals. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies. Discover a wide variety of easy options. Options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. There's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup is needed. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Head on over to factormeals.com liberal50 and use that code liberal50 to get 50% off. Once again, the code liberal50 at factormeals.com liberal50 for 50% off. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, 
Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. I believe children are the future. And even children from UCLA. So I was at my USC uh, college reunion football game this weekend, and uh, you know he started talking some UCLA smack to me on Twitter. My mom went to UCLA, so yeah. Well, listen. (laughs) Tusk, fight on. He's never heard this song, Stephanie. (laughs) I don't know what this is. Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't. He doesn't know this song. Just say that you love me. He said this. This Bruin loves you, and I said this Trojan yeah. loves you, even though it sounds dirty. Good morning, Victor She. <laughs> I didn't mean to tusk Good you. Good morning. It, it is so great to see you, even though, even though I guess you went to a USC football game. But we were just talking. I guess you know when you were there, they won. So once you left, they lost. Which that's makes right. sense to me. That's right. Yes, that's right. I listen, and I said I think we can solve the Middle East crisis together. We can figure out this USC UCLA thing. You know, I mean, oh my God, because Victor, there's so much to talk to you about. I. Because obviously there's such focus on college campuses in terms of, you know, this tragedy in the Middle East. And then this polling that came out that everybody's freaking out about. And I saw saw you on MSNBC yesterday. You tweeted uh, regarding the New York Times poll that everyone in the media is so focusing so much on. We've been here and done it before. We're more than a year out from the election. The news will only get worse for Trump, not better. Please, uh, polls don't vote. People do. Keep focused. Thank you. Um, and you just said, so on the same day the New York Times releases a poll showing Trump leading, quote-unquote, in battleground states, there's another new national poll released today showing President Biden beating Trump in the general election by seven points, but it barely gets any attention in the media. So uh, talk to us about this for a minute, because I am I get a little split, like we shouldn't get happy or complacent. We all remember 2016. But at the same time, you're right. Th- this is designed to freak us out, Right. It's designed to freak us out. And, and, and I'm definitely not saying that Democrats shouldn't be concerned. I think there's a lot of area to be concerned based off the poll. But I, I just I think that tweet was inspired by something that I remember so clearly, which is 2020. You know, Biden was counted out time and time again. No one thought he could win the election. No one thought he could win the primary. And, you know, lo and behold, he won the primary. He he beat everyone in the field. He beat the, uh, Donald Trump in the general election. And then the same thing happened again in 2022. There were headlines right before the midterm election, literally the day before mid- the midterm election. Politico ran a piece saying, you know, it, it will be a red wave that, you know, Democrats are destined to lose so many seats because it's, that's just history and precedent but look what happened it was a red droplet it, i mean we yeah. gained seats in the senate we barely lost any seats in the house and that was um really unprecedented for a, an incumbent president so I, I'm, I, I think i think a lot of people are freaking out but i would just urge everyone to just sort of take a step back the media and polls and headlines have always underestimated president biden and he's always found a way to come through and, and really deliver and and i think that sort of gets underestimated so you know, there's there's kind of that front of it. But there, there's also, you know, for every bad poll there is, there's also a good poll showing that Biden is leading. So that yeah. one poll that I mentioned yesterday with Biden leading by seven points was one of them. But I, I've seen polls that show Biden leading in battleground states like Pennsylvania and Ohio and Wisconsin by five, six, seven points as well. So I, I think there's just a lot of things that we don't know yet you know we're more than a year before election day in 2024 and we have an election coming up tomorrow and i'm more focused on that than i am about next year victor thank you i was just going to bring that up that rachel bittikoffer among others says you know 
real results are what, as you say, polls don't vote. People do vote tomorrow. Yeah. It always you know, yeah. makes me a little yeah. suspicious when these polls come out right before an election, right before you've got Governor Yunkin saying he's going to do a ban on abortion. I mean, and, and these all of the post row results, Victor, are hugely in Democrats favor. So let's yeah. just yeah. stay focused and keep voting. You said I'm a 21 year old and no matter what polls say, I know President Biden has delivered more for me and my generation than any president in our lifetime. That's why we will reelect uh, Joe Biden in 2024. I, I wanted to get your take. Jen Rubin said among young voters, Biden up by more than 25 in a CBS poll. So something is screwy in the New York Times poll. What do you make of that? There is something screwy, I think, because every poll that I've seen shows that while there are some concerns about President Biden's age among young people, um, at the end of the day, when you ask them the choice between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, overwhelmingly, I think 60 percent to 30 percent people say they will vote for Joe Biden. I think that makes sense because this is an administration that has delivered more for young people than any other administration. And it sometimes gets lost in social media, but it, it is when you just take a step back and look at everything he's done from gun violence reform, he just announced the first ever office to prevent gun violence uh, deaths with Vice President Kamala Harris leading that. He just announced a new um, measure to combat artificial intelligence. Now, um, last week, he also um, announced the first ever task force to combat Islamophobia. Just time and time again, you see this president really delivering and listening to communities that have traditionally been ignored and overlooked. And I think that makes a difference. But also, people are just so sick and tired of Donald Trump. People are so fed up with the Republican Party as we know it. And I think that's part of what motivates young voters and, and that New York Times has young voters up by one point for Joe Biden. I I, I don't really take that. Yeah. Well, I know some of we, we were saying that in a lot of the previous polling I've seen, young people care the least about Biden's age of any age group. And yeah. I thought we yeah. were joking I, because we all seem old to you. So you probably... <laughs> you guys are like, whatever. I don't know. They're all old. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, you bring up also, you know, the Islamophobia, uh, anti-Semitism. And obviously there's a big, you know, question about what is going on on college campuses, which, you know, you would yeah. think are yeah. the more tolerant and, you know, the younger, more tolerant uh, uh, people in our, in our society. What do you what do you make? I mean, I know it's inflaming passions on all sides. What do you make of what's going on on college campuses? I mean, it, it, it's definitely been a scary time. I have Jewish and Muslim friends alike who are both scared. I mean, you have anti-Semitism on the rise on college campuses throughout America. You have Islamophobia on the rise. It, it is just not a great situation. And to be um, one of those you know, groups, the Jewish student or a, um, a Muslim student, it is scary. And, and, and it's been something that um, you know, has been hard to watch. But I think it, it's definitely been um, inspiring as well to see just the way that young people have organized. I, here, I'm here at UCLA, as you know, but there's um, been a lot of vigils um, that Jewish people have held um, for their communities, a lot of ways that these communities have found ways to just unite and come together. And that's been just particularly um, just touching to see. Uh, but there's also, I think, just a lot, like you said, a lot of passion, a lot of outrage right now. Um, and, and honestly, there's been a lot of misinformation on social media. TikTok has been, um, I think, fueling a lot of some of the, the sentiments that we've been seeing. And, and it's definitely, um, I think, you know, there, there are some solutions that we can talk about, like, you know, civic, like news literacy. How do we teach people how to critically think about the information they're receiving? But I think there's a lot of other layers that are adding on to sort of, sort of this response that we're seeing, this really passionate response. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm just 
comforted by the fact that we do have an actual leader. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it's actually coming through to, to reaching young voters, but I have a lot of friends who are telling me, you know, especially Jewish friends who are telling me, you know, what President Biden has done is really extraordinary. Um, and just listening to young people, listening to Jewish communities, listening to the Muslim community, listening to people and engaging with them. And I think that's been really important and um, something that's been great to see. But, you know, yeah. it's something that I hope people will come together around and um, yeah. we'll see just a little bit, I don't want to say even just passions, but just hopefully people will come together and, and find a way forward because yeah. yeah. it's, it's scary for a lot of people right now. Yeah, I do. I don't know if you think, but it feels to me in the you know polling I've seen previously that young people get it, which is why they're voting in bigger numbers and you know, for, for yeah, much yeah. bigger numbers for Democrats and why Republicans keep trying to su- suppress, you know, younger voters, right. because it just seems to me that it's fairly clear it is the right wing in this country that harbors a lot of bigots, whether it's Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, or the ones with Nazi flags at their rallies. They were the ones yelling, you know, Kung flu and China virus, you know, uh, and all the uh, Asian uh, hate crime during COVID. I mean, I think that... I mean, even even now with this this whole conflict, I just just think of, you know, say what you want about President Biden, you know, at least he's done what he can do to combat anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. You have Donald Trump right now, praising the leader of Hezbollah, fanning the flames of um, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism. You know, I, I, there were just a few months ago, I remember I was, I woke up and I saw his one true social tweet about, you know, I think it was so anti-Semitic. Like it was just so hard to believe that he could spew it. And yeah. it, it's, this, this is a president who just does not care. And I think people have to realize that for every person who is out there saying, well, I'm not going to vote for President Biden in 2024 because I think, you know, he won't yeah. be, you know, he's betrayed our community. Just look at what would happen if Donald Trump gets elected. He's not going to be any better. I mean, he's going to be far yeah. worse and for Victor, look the at- Jewish population. Yeah. Look at look at, you know, bigotry is bigotry is bigotry. We were talking about, you know, George Takei has been tweeting about this. The yes. Republicans put forward this, you know, Palestinian ban, not just mm-hmm. not just right. not letting any Palestinians in, but yeah. expelling all yeah. Palestinians in America. And he says this reminds me of the Japanese and the internment camps yeah. that yeah. My, my family and I were put in. And, and yeah. this story, Victor, I feel like does not, of course, because, you know, Trump being, you know, on the witness stand today and Middle East, everything sucks all the air out of the room. But uh, this story in the, is at the Washington Post. Uh, Trump allies proposing deploying the military to the streets if he wins in 2024 with an eye on a possible win. Allies of Trump are pitching plans to quell public un- unrest over his return to office by using the military to put down potential protests the moment he takes oh. power. Uh, according to the Washington Post, Trump insiders floating the possibilities of invoking the Insurrection Act immediately after being yeah. sworn in. Uh, there have been discussions with Trump on how to use the Justice Department to go after former officials who served under him uh bill barr uh john kelly mark milley uh ty cobb one of his foyer, former lawyers one lawyer said it would resemble a banana republic if people came into office and started going after their opponents willy-nilly it's hardly wow. something we should aspire to these are the people oh that worked for him imagine what's going to happen yeah. to the rest of us right oh i mean it is it is frightening and, and to add on to that that news article um the new york times had this piece about how Trump is going to find even more extreme and unhinged lawyers um, if he sure. if he takes back office, which is frightening. I mean, like, how much worse can you get than Bill Barr? I mean, like, Bill Barr was bad <laughs> enough. I, mean, he's find, I can't even. It's scary to imagine like what a second term would look like. And this is something that you know a lot of these um, former Trump officials have warned us about. People like Miles Taylor, like they've come out and said 
if Trump gets reelected, like you can just kiss democracy goodbye because it's just imagine that the cabinet he built in 2020 and just, you know, make that even worse. You know, it's it's not it's, how much worse can you get than Betsy DeVos and, and Ben Carson and yeah. and Bill Barr? But it would be even worse than that. And that is frightening. That is the end of democracy as have, we know it. And are you too um, young to watch? Just, have you are you too young to watch Spinal Tap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it would be, yes, yeah, turn it up to 11. It would be, yeah, autocracy yeah, would turn yeah. it up to 11. He doesn't get that. Joke. He doesn't get the joke. Okay. <laughs> Spinal Tap 2 is going to, yeah, Rob Reiner's going to work on that soon, so hurry up and see Spinal Tap 1 so you know what's. Will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Grandma, no. Okay. Night. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Morning, David Jolly. <laughs> Good morning. It's that time of year. That's right. Jolly Christmas, right? It's David Jolly Christmas. Um, wow. I don't know what to say about that show last night. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? I just, is it bipartisan at this point that uh, Ramaswamy is the most irritating human in the world? So, and they're both right. I, Nikki Haley is right that he is a scum and she, He's right that he, it's a party of losers. So your thoughts? Yeah, right, right. So uh, here's what I say. I have said for a long time that Ron DeSantis is uniquely unlikable. And I actually mean that kind of, I truly mean it. As an analyst, he is uniquely unlikable. Someone who served with him, ran against him for the U.S. Senate. And I think Iowa voters and others are getting to see Ron DeSantis is yeah. uniquely unlikable. But if DeSantis is uniquely unlikable, I think Vivek Ramaswamy is the most unlikable. <laughs> there is not a single person now that likes Ramaswamy, nor should they. I mean, look, he hit the stage in that first debate and he made some headlines. He made some news and people said, wow, who is this guy? He might be just crazy enough to be a Republican. But now he's just turned into a petulant idiot who annoys people. And for Nikki Haley, for calling him scum. I mean, I think the most relatable moment last night for Nikki Haley was when she called him scum because yeah. people could see a mother in her yeah. all of a sudden yeah. she became human and relatable and a person because everybody wants yeah. to call Ramaswamy what scum a, yeah what a creeper what is he stalking her daughter on yeah. tiktok that yeah. was just <laughs> weird I just and Ron DeSantis is weird it's Mike Johnson's weird when when did you become the party of weirdos I know you left the party in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> listen I gotta tell you it um so this is when I was a strong Republican, was the Republican wave of 94. Yeah. There was a group of weirdos that came in in that Republican revolution. There were also some new firebrands, you know, kind of the, the true conservatives that were taking the party from Bush 41. But there were some weirdos that over the next five years got kicked out of Congress because people realized they were weird. Yeah. We saw that happen again kind of in 2010. It's like every movement, every tidal wave of Republican brings in these creatures that has the country thinking, who the heck are these people and what happened to this party? Eventually that happens enough times and hopefully you wise up and make the decision I do. You say, I'm out. You know, yeah, every time it's a new like bar scene from Star Wars and you're like, oh, it can't get weirder. Exactly. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> who are these new creatures? Um, 
and you know, as a handsome Repu- former Republican congressman, you trigger all my daddy issues. But I have to. <laughs> we, we talked about this last time. Don't you think one of the big things is just they are not the small government party anymore? I mean, it obviously they lost yeah. big on election night because people don't want you in their, you know, controlling their bodies, controlling who you can love or marry, who, what books your kids can read. I mean, don't you that's feel right. like that's the the and they and they're doubling down. Lindsey Graham's like, nope, let's do the national abortion ban. I mean, they're just doubling yeah, down that's on, exactly on a, right. yeah. But go ahead. Just in general. No, look, I, look, let's stick with the question of reproductive freedom, because I think as much as we are aware of that issue, we still are not giving it enough credit for how it has completely shifted the political dynamics in the country in favor of Democrats. And you could actually posit a question. Should Joe Biden and Democrats run on a single issue next year? I'm not sure that's the case if you really get in the data, but the issue of reproductive freedom is that strong. When you see Ohio vote by the numbers it voted, when you see Kansas vote by the numbers that they voted, clearly referendums to protect reproductive freedom vote are, are received overwhelmingly, including from many Republicans. So how do you translate that to candidates? Candidates need to talk about that. Roe v. Wade was repealed because of one person. Donald Trump and a party that stuck with him and elevated this mission to repeal it. Democrats are trying to restore reproductive freedom. How does that then move into other issues? I think people I think voters are making the leap from a single issue of reproductive freedom of reproductive freedom as kind of symbolic of a greater tension they're feeling, which is do I think democracy will be stronger or weaker under Republicans. So I think the American experiment will be more promising or less promising. And when you have Republicans saying, I'm going to seize control of government so I can control your life and tell you what to do, either in the doctor's office or in the classroom or in your church or in your home, people say, I don't want that type of government. Yeah. I don't want Republicans. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that that's exactly it. And it's been in cycle after cycle. I. I, speaking of the uh, Star Star Wars bar scene, um, <laughs> after this drubbing, the latest drubbing, and this is now seven states, David, on abortion rights. This is an actual conversation with Matt, Congressman Matt Gates from Florida, your fantastic home state. Question, is it safe to say, based off these comments, you're suggesting the women at abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Matt Gates, yes. What do you say to people who oh. think those comments are offensive? Answer, be offended. So <laughs> this is one of the many... It's just trolls. Well, he doesn't want Ramaswamy to steal a spotlight. Party. So who, who right. could be creepier, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's but they're not they're not young enough to move. young and hot enough to sex traffic or what? Uh, anyway, allegedly. Um, I mean, I just I, the George Santoses. I can't imagine how embarrassing it must be to say you're a Republican today. We just talked off air about our friend uh, Michael Steele, and I think he just is still a Republican to annoy me personally. But yeah. I just can't imagine saying, "Yep, that's my party." When you look at Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't know if you saw Lauren Boebert just get her clock cleaned by Steny Hoyer on the House floor the other day. She had no right. idea what she was talking about. I mean, it just yeah. the George Santoses and Matt Gates. It's just it's become an embarrassment, I think, to the. It's true. Yeah, go ahead. No, look, Republicans have elevated a bunch of misfits who don't know how to govern, but they got elevated not promising to govern. They got elevated promising to shut the government down or because they were social media heroes or because they were anti-Biden enough or anti-deep state. I mean, my home congressman right now is more interested in chasing UFOs and Hunter Biden's laptop than solving anything related to the homeowner's insurance crisis in Florida. But guess what? She'll be reelected because she wants Hunter Biden's laptop and UFOs. It's a wild gang 
of misfits right now. And and the most most concerning part, I think, is that the older, sober leadership of the party has just given into it. They just want to keep their jobs too, so so yeah. they don't try to confront it. It is though why I think there's a little bit of Nikki Haley that voters are finding refreshing. Uh, I, look, this is still Donald Trump's Republican primary. He yeah. wins this in a walk away. But if there's one alternative now to Donald Trump, it's Nikki Haley. Yeah. And I think people are starting to get a little intrigued. She's going to be farther right than most people want in Main Street America. But she is a palatable uh, farther right conservative who is becoming relatable. And in a time when the world's on fire, actually has experience and credentials. Maybe we're in just a very brief, bright spot of what the party could return to. It'll go back to Trump. But I think Nikki Haley's story right now is pretty intriguing. And it makes Ron DeSantis's story kind of more humiliating. Okay. She's less awful. Still <laughs> awful. You go back to that party and leave me. I swear, mister. Um, <laughs> another man got away. Um, no, but to your point on cue, the House Oversight Committee subpoenaed Hunter and James Biden on Wednesday as part of the impeachment inquiry. They're just doubling and tripling and quadrupling down. Yeah, they are. On this stuff. They are. And, and as you were saying, like... What's the first time the ads write themselves? They just use Donald Trump saying over and over again, I got rid of Roe v. Wade. I did that. I got rid of it. Me. It was me, Roe v. Wade. Like his right need to take credit for everything. We're just using that, right? Because it's true. He is responsible for, you know, all of this electoral disaster. Yeah, so so first, Stephanie, to your earlier comment, I'm not going back. I am not going back. If I run for office in the next decade, it would likely be as a Democrat. So questions for Michael Steele, Chris Christie, and others is what's taking you so long to open your eyes and leave the party as well? Because the party's not going back to yeah. anything that it that it used to be. I think the important thing that you bring up, though, you know, the, the polling between Biden and Trump caught people's attention this week. And Democrats said, oh, no, the whole world might have said, oh, no, as well. Yeah. Trump's beating Biden. Horse race polls are garbage right yeah. now. Yeah. Truly garbage. There's yeah. no reason to con- to concern ourselves. And when people with horse vote, race polls. they prove it over and over again. <laughs> polls don't Which, vote. And what are and what? That's right. And what are they voting on? They're voting on issues. Yeah. So when we talk about Roe v. Wade and reproductive freedom, that's an issue. When we talk about an economy for all people, that's an issue. Education that exposes people to broad curriculum, that's yeah. an issue. Ladders of opportunity with jobs and healthcare, those are issues. And so when Donald Trump and Republicans are talking about Hunter Biden and and UFOs and yeah. George Santos and deep state craziness. And Joe Biden is saying, I'm going to make sure you can get food on your table. Your kids get educated. They get a job regardless if they have a degree or no degree at yeah. all. And that everybody can afford health care and retirement. And you don't die because you get sick and you don't go bankrupt. Yeah. And you have a way to provide for yourself and don't have to rely on government in your old age. Hey, I like that guy. I don't like the crazy Trump guy and his band of idiots. Yep. Yep. David, let me tell you the difference between our love story and my love story with Chris Christie. You and I have more of a tender, uh, gentle relationship. Chris Christie, I actually physically poked him in the chest uh, backstage at Bill Maher. But my point is, ultimately, I always win, David, because I said Trump is going to jail. And Chris Christie at that point said, we don't send former presidents to jail. And I said, well, this one's going. And what did he just say last week? He said Donald Trump's going to jail. Uh-huh. <laughs> he said it again yep. last night. I mean, I, I, he's just, obviously, I mean, I do have to admire that he's out there saying at least the truth. Trump is a crook and he's going to be in jail and what are yeah. you doing? But why? He's got, what, 3%? I mean, there's just no room yeah. in the party for him, right? 
Yeah, so Steph, let me give you a, a pat on the back. It's like when I said in January, McCarthy wouldn't be speaker, uh, and then he was, and then lost in October. My wife said, you weren't wrong, you were just early. So, so yeah. you weren't wrong, you were just early, right? Chris Christie's late to the game here. Um, but why is he in the party? This is not his party, this is not his race. And when he goes to Florida and he gives the speech and he gets booed, I don't know why you think it's it's fun to show up the next day or why it protects your own dignity to stay in the fight. I understand he has a single message, that the party is in the wrong place and it needs to come back, that Donald Trump is dangerous to democracy. Well, that's the right message, but the wrong route. The party doesn't care anymore what Chris Christie has yeah. to say about those topics. They show it over and over again. And, and I say that graciously about my friends Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and others. You're right on the message, but you're wrong in your party affiliation. Yeah. It's time to leave. Yeah, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to work my charms on Michael Steele. You'll see. He'll come around. It just takes time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to your point about polls before we go, uh, Angry Stafford tweets, it's weird how Dems keep outperforming in elections while Biden is supposedly historically unpopular. It's almost like Biden isn't historically unpopular. I mean, I don't know how many times, Bi you know, Biden can be underestimated yeah. and the polls can be proved wrong before we go, you know, just... Keep your head down and vote. Just don't, you know, yeah. yeah. Look, as a nation, we, we subscribe to reflexive partisanship. You identify as an RD, even if you're an independent like me, you know which coalition you prefer. And so reflexively, your team's always right, the other team's always wrong. That's a lot of what we see in any horse race poll. But I, I think the big lesson out of all of the, the races since Dobbs, there is a consistent theme that Democrats continue to perform well. And I joked yesterday with someone, you know, when you're in politics, media, whatever it is, you get approached sometimes by young people who say, hey, how do I do what you do? How do I get to Congress? How do I get a radio show? How do I do this? And I often tell young people who are asking those questions, just keep doing what you're doing. My wife always says it's dismissive of me that I'm not investing enough. But what I mean by it is, if you're already pursuing that at your age, you're going to get there. Something is going to work. You're already showing that dedication. The message is the same for Democrats. Keep doing what you're doing because it's working and you're doing it right. The issues are yeah. on your side and you're winning elections. So everything yeah. else is noise at yeah. this point. I believe Joe Biden goes into a race with Donald Trump as the favorite. I don't care what the polls say this week. If you look at the election turnout yeah. from the last four or five elections, Joe Biden beats Donald Trump. Yeah. See, that's why we're that's why we need you in our party, because what do I always say, Chris? Bedwetters. We have a lot of bedwetters. <laughs> we do. We, we do. We need the David Jollies to sit. Stop wetting the bed. <laughs> Put on your depends. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Suit up. It's game time. Um, David, thanks so much. It's always so great, uh, you know, to talk to you, particularly on weeks like this, just, you know, to try to break down, because I feel the same way. I, my dad... Goldwater going back like a million years, I think, would just be embarrassed to, to, to you know, say they're Republicans today. So um, you're right. Michael right. Steele's wrong. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a be with you, Stephanie. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks. Thank you.